and we're live. Welcome to Painkiller Nearly Number Ten. It's me, number 10, and Kyle, 10th episode. hanging out with you. Um, oh, you know, it just occurred to me: a whole new batch of people will be listening to this because we lowered the Patreon amount from twenty-five dollars to ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I like the PKN show. Um, I, I like doing different stuff on here. Last week we had the potato gun and stuff. That was kind of like our prototype run for PKA 200, I guess. Yeah. Um, some more fun stuff. Uh, I'm still trying to track down the bugs for the bug fights. Kitty's gone for a week. Like, oh. now is prime bug fighting and Oops. porch popping time, or desk popping uh, times. <laughs> yeah, can we get a desk pop on PKA this week, maybe? Maybe. Uh, I was thinking maybe I could get, get like a ballistics gel type thing and maybe shoot it with rock salt out of a shotgun. I, f- I figure that's going to be incredibly loud, and it's going to be... Um, Interesting too. I might do something like that. Hmm. Just a thought. Just It'll a be thought. as loud as a gunshot. It'll be very, very loud. Yeah. It is a gunshot. It's just rock salt instead of lead. You can shoot all kinds of stuff. I oh, I have a little bit of dragon's blood video left over. Like I, I didn't realize there was another camera angle on when I set that field on fire. I think I yeah. put it on my outtakes channel. I've got two yeah, little videos that was to just fun. drop over there. Um. Uh, oh, I have a would you rather. It's it's kind of it fits you well. Are okay. You ready for this? Sure. Would you rather go back in time with an M1A1 Abrams tank? Are you familiar with this thing? Yes, yeah, like killing machine. Absolutely. A very very good time. Back in time with an M1A1 Abrams tank behind German lines during World War II. So you'd be quite the badass. Or go head to head with Roman legions. At the height of their power, with a fifty cal sniper rifle and unlimited ammo, and there's a, a qualifier that's not written in there. It also doesn't require reloading. Um, well, it's definitely not the sniper rifle. Like that's crazy. Um, like at what at what distance would I start engaging them? Like yeah, a thousand yards. I had other questions too. And am I alone in here? Man, run a thousand yards. So so I'm a a good but not special rifle shot, right? That's it. I'm competent. I can usually hit what I point at, especially from like a bench rest. If I'm supporting like the Huns or something with my magic stick of death, which by the way, if shooting into Roman legions, I very well maybe get like collaterals constantly. Um, if you're in a, but not if you're in a, at an uh, elevated position, if you're, if you're flat on the ground with them, I guess you could. It, it, I guess it depends how elevated, right? You know, if you're and, 30 feet up, <laughs> I want to see how many men would be in the Roman Legion. Like, because I got a feeling it's like 20,000 or something insane. I think it might like be that. triple that. Like, it's insane. It, it, it just tens of thousands, I think, is fair to say. But would they scatter? I, I don't know. I and mean, how well would they adapt to this? It's a big question I have. Because, like, if I'm fighting with swords and all of a sudden God is just picking death out among the crowd, I might turn around. I might be like, you know what? Live to fight another day. You okay, might get so that a, legion, a, a legion is 5,400 soldiers divided into three lines of ten maniples. Um, the question does have legions plural. Oh, wow. Well, see, yeah, it's impossible. You're talking about tens of thousands of, of people if it's multiple legions. Um, the tank thing, however, um, they didn't do a good job at balancing the question out because, like, the M1A1 Abrams tank, you know, the, the armor is... The armor can stand up to anything that the World War II Germans could have thrown at it, pretty much. I mean, they had um, the uh, the the Tiger II had an 88 millimeter gun on it, which was basically a um, their artillery piece. They took their 88 millimeter artillery piece and they mounted it on a tank. 
Um, but that was later in the war. That was one of Hitler's little wonder weapons that he came out with. Um, but I before that, with the, so listen, if I'm a if I'm a Nazi and you're in an M1 Abrams tank, my goal isn't to use my tank to like destroy yours. Although I imagine if I hit the treads or something, I could do some work. I want to stop your tank. I want to dig a hole such that you can't drive through it. I want to put a wall around you. Like it, we'll, we'll be able to do something. Is, We'll see. The problem is this: that um, depending on what time of the war we go in, if if it's Panzer tanks we're going against, like it would just destroy them. But but the thing about the Abrams in is it drives like 50, 65 miles an hour somewhere in there, and it fires at that speed accurately without having to stop and shoot. I would I would never stop. There would never be a there wouldn't be any way for them to know I was coming. Like I'd be in Berlin or you know wherever I wanted to go before anyone knew I was coming. Like you would just. You're twice as fast as the enemy tanks. Your your gun's much bigger. I think it's a 120 millimeter gun on that thing. I'm probably wrong about that, but it'll shoot through anything that they have on the battlefield. They don't have anything that can touch it, besides maybe some big artillery piece or something. And those things are too slow and unwieldy to damage it. If you had unlimited ammo and fuel in this magical scenario, you could destroy the entire German army with something like that. Hmm. I but it, it, it's all about the other team's ability to adapt to what you got going on right because if i have a sniper rifle th then you know i'm going to just destroy roman after roman after roman unless they get on their horses and they get behind me and they get it done well so he, all right so imagine the scenario an ideal scenario maybe you're on a mountaintop yeah that's how i'm picturing it i'm on okay, a little so plateau right maybe even some sort of difficult to climb thing where you can't just zip right up at me and uh and you're in the distance battling my forces, right? I'm a support thing, not a 1v6000. And, uh, and and I just get to sort of aid in a situation like that. Oh, it's not a 1v6000? I don't know. The question kind of I made it seem it, like it was. I, it said head-to-head. -head. And it seemed more like a 1v15000 at least. Uh, it's no good. They're going to scale that mountaintop within the hour and kill you. Like, you just can't shoot fast enough. There's no reloading. But you're still right. You're still right. You, just I get... mean, even if at like the highest cyclic rate on that thing, even if you're shooting, um, I think it's like once every second and a half or or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. An hour goes by, and that's only like 3,600 bad guys. There's still another 12,000 of them. That assumes yeah. every shot, every second and a half was a hit. Yeah. You know. If they line up well, that would help. You could get four people at a time. Yeah, that that would work. But if you're up on the plateau, then plateau, then they don't line up well. If you're flat on the ground, <clears throat> even if you're at like two thousand yards, somehow hitting them, how long does it take a man to run a mile? Like, I mean, what? Eight minutes if they're all dressed up in armor. You know, yeah. they're in good shape. So Making twelve. What does it matter? You're not getting. Yeah, good they're luck. gonna be here in eight minutes on foot, and that's not counting the ones on horseback and. You know they're not gonna. They're probably gonna be really big and spread out, and then the Roman legion's gonna torture you to death. It's a lousy way to die. But the tank those. thing, I feel like the tank is really stoppable. Yeah, I, I, I know so. you're like we're 50 miles an hour, hit accurate, etc. But what's the cyclic rate on that? What do they call the front gun on a tank? The main gun? Cannon. Cannon. Okay. The cyclic rate on that cannon is probably once a minute. Or no, it's probably better than that. It's probably once every 20 seconds. Let's see. See, that, that's the thing. The M1 Abrams tank is just such a killing machine. Like, like, <laughs> My brother-in-law was a tank captain in one of those. He has a, a... I mean, he probably wouldn't like me talking about it like this, but apparently he has a beastly KD ratio in the first Iraq war. 
and uh and it really hurt him too like he um he doesn't talk about it or anything but he has some nightmares and second thoughts about whether or not uh he should have pwned noobs like he did like it, it was just it, it, it was his job he was in war he was a soldier he went in there to push him back and um he got in tank battles that were just stupidly lopsided mm-hmm. and that's that's the, see that that's the thing so the tank battles that he were in it, it would be even more lopsided now because mm-hmm. he was fighting against um russian tanks that are 20 years and more advanced than these like world war ii german tanks we're talking about and he was I know what happened. I, like, like they they wiped them out. Like they they couldn't. The American tanks could shoot while moving at beyond the uh, Iraqi tanks' range. Beyond it was, it was, visual range. I don't, I don't know if they could even shoot beyond visual range. Though, those guys, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> we were killing it, them before they saw us. They just death would come. It has a Burlington composite armor. I, I don't know what that means, so I've got to read about it. Um, what is Burlington armor? I'll just skip over that, but it's uh, it fires depleted uranium uh, round, reinforced. Com- oh, oh, it actually has depleted uranium mesh reinforced composite armor. Um, As you do, I think yeah. depleted uranium is really dense and heavy. That might be the point of it. Uh huh. Um, the armor's all like six hundred millimeters thick, nine hundred millimeters thick, like in different areas, thirteen hundred millimeters thick. So the people inside it are pretty safe, but I'm pretty sure you can immobilize it. I bet, I mean, if you drive a tank over a proper IED, it'll stop, right? No. 120 millimeter, against an anti-tank mine, but they didn't have anti-tank mines that could take this tank out back then. Um, for uh, 120 millimeter gun, oh, I was right about that. It's got a 50 caliber machine gun, two 308 machine guns, 15, it's got, uh, it's fueled by a turbine engine, I want to see how fast it goes, cause yeah, here we go. It on roads it does forty, it does forty-five miles per hour. Off-road, twenty-five miles per hour. This tank has a bridge on top of it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're taking the tank. You think the question's unbalanced, Definitely. and clearly the tank is the way to go. And and I guess in in your scenario, you added to it a team of people who are competent at handling a tank. Yes, definitely so. Yeah, because if you put me in a tank right now, I don't know that I can start it, quite frankly. Is there a big start button, a green one? There needs yeah. to be. I, I think the Abrams are uh, pretty complicated to use, I would imagine. I, I, I've seen I've seen it on TV, and there's lots of computer screens and stuff. I've been inside the World War II tanks, and um, and they're really easy to use, honestly. Um, hmm. have, you, have you driven one? Yeah. Um, I've, um, I've driven a couple tanks. The... Um, one of them was a tank destroyer. I don't remember the exact name. And the other I, was um, this British tank that I also don't remember the name of. Is a but... tank destroyer just a tank? Like, aren't all tanks yeah. tank destroyers? I don't understand. Apparently, this one was tasked specifically with killing other tanks. That was its whole thing. And it had a massive gun on it. <clears throat> I think it was 100. I don't know. I was holding the bullet, and the bullet was like. <laughs> so what it? is a normal tank tasked at doing? Killing people? Maybe, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Make breaking buildings, or maybe they destroy facilities too. Like I can totally see how tanks might be useful in breaking bridges or something. I don't know. Or just moving troops away. Like right. Like if I'm on foot and you're in tank, I want to be somewhere where your tank isn't. Right? Yeah, probably. You might just take land with a tank. Definitely. So they got machine guns on them and stuff. But yeah, I think in that question, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be really, really lopsided for the Abrams. It just moves too fast, and like word. Of, 
you know, there, there's no like lightning fast word of mouth um, communication back then. Like no right. one's gonna know you're coming. Like you're gonna kill everyone that you run up against, and the people who see see them get killed or aren't gonna World be two head radios and stuff. I mean that that's not. All right, so so D Day, they um, they invaded Normandy. Um, no, Hitler couldn't even make a give 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 an order for like twenty hours. It was twenty hours before he knew anything because everybody was afraid to even wake him up. The information took hours and hours to get to him, and that was when the whole Allied army was invading. They were afraid to wake him up. Yeah, they were afraid to wake him up. That's an interesting leadership style, right? None of my staff is afraid to wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> Not a one of them. <laughs> Imagine like like the whole server goes down. They're like, someone get Woody. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not messing with the Fuhrer. <laughs> no He'll have no. you lick No. These fuckers will make me sit there and watch him work. I'm typing, Woody. You got a company job. Head. Keep me company. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> no, nothing. So yeah, I think you'd do anything and everything you wanted to do with the with the German World War II army with your uh, with your M1A1. But I think I, I would be terrified to go up against uh, that many people with one gun. Maybe if you had like a mini gun and like, but I would be afraid of them like flanking me because you know they're it's it's a it's an army with generals and leadership. Like they'd be like they have some sort of devil weapon. Let's surround him. You know, like I don't know. Eventually they'd take you out. You'd want something hardcore to go up against ten or twenty thousand Roman legion. Hmm. You want to talk about my house that I'm not getting? Yeah, I guess so. I, I have I have never in my life been so sad over a first world problem. I It's a real first world problem, but I, I genuinely get why you're sad. It sucks. I, so for people who aren't informed, I, I've, we've been casually looking for a home for like two years now. And uh, mostly I'm just like, no. I don't want to do it. I'm not. Ah, I dropped my camera. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that wiring. I never do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I'm looking at the screen like I can see like behind me and everything. Um, mostly my reaction to like you know the homes that Jackie shows me is like no, like I I don't get anything from this house. All I get is like you know. Not debt because I'd buy it with cash, but like you know, I have I've less savings and um, and a bigger, nicer version of where I am now, which doesn't like alter a life. And then she shows me this one home, and it is beautiful. I loved it so much. Among its cool features, like it, it was either six thousand or eight thousand square feet, depending on whether or not you count the indoor pool indoor pool really when i walked in this home my initial reaction was that i wasn't worthy that this was just like it was so nice and i'm just a goofball like, like this is for, for better people than i am like that that was my initial thought on the home and uh like it it had like it had two master bedrooms connected by it had so many fireplaces i'm still not sure i think there were four or five fireplaces the fireplaces, like you say, oh, is it wood or is it gas? It's both. You'd use wood logs and you'd start it with a gas fire so that you never had to split logs or anything. You just pour fire on the round logs until they started. It was all hardwood floors except for like the bathrooms and stuff, which was marble imported from Turkey. Um, I Oh, it was on a peninsula. 
for Christ's sakes. They said so like the premier lot or I mean lake in like the Raleigh the triangle area is uh Falls Lake. And this thing wasn't just on Falls Lake, it was surrounded by Falls Lake on a peninsula. And um it was like I never really wanted a house until this one came along. And uh, and I made him an offer, kind of a lowball offer, and he rejected it and basically said, we've already moved enough. You pay list price or or you walk. So I offered list, list price. I was like, I need list price. The only concession he made was that he would install a high-speed internet line. It had like DSL. And um, it was just like 15 grand. Like it wasn't a small concession. So uh, So that was that. Now, today's Tuesday as we record this. Mm-hmm. On Monday, <clears throat> I had the housing inspector come. And, uh, if make a short story long, oftentimes your agent will recommend a housing inspector, but his job is to close deals. So that guy has a conflict of interest. You know, if you start like ruining all his deal, like the agent says, I got a housing inspector. If he starts saying, no, no, don't buy this shit before long, the agent's going to stop using you. So I went and I hired my own housing inspector and, um, I'm not an expert in construction or anything, so I didn't know any of this going into it. I could see that the house wasn't perfect, that little like light covers were missing here and there, and I even saw water damage on some of the hardwood floors, but nothing I couldn't live with, right? You know, it's still a major upgrade to what I have now. It had so much it had like a couple of showstoppers that would have stopped the deal on its own. It apparently eighty percent of the plumbing had to be replaced. It had termites. It had like tons of water damage. Like a third of the subfloor was rotting. The roof, roof, according to the inspector, was fucked. <laughs> that was the term. He <laughs> He's like, the roof is fucked. And he starts showing pictures of it. The thing had like, like Kyle, you looked at it at one point. There were like seven different colors of shingles and stuff on the roof. Yeah, like different eights. There were there were two <clears throat> different colors, but there were like seven different agings if that makes sense it was mm-hmm. like this one was fall of you know 2007 and this one was winter of 2011 and you know, it was like you could tell and it was just a patchwork of like and then there was that bucket of tar with the paintbrush like sitting up there on the roof and i told woody i was like i've repaired roofs before i've had i, I can remember when like storms would come and like blow a bunch of shingles off like you rip all the shingles back down you put new shingles up and you nail them down you I, the idea of the tar to like patch a roof like, no, you just rip the wood out and replace it. I, I didn't even know people used tar. I thought that was just in cartoons. I, some commercial <laughs> buildings with, like, flat tops have tar. Yeah, that's a whole different thing, though. See, I don't know much about, like, real estate or I should say construction. And uh, so, like, I, I needed, I had to hire an roof. inspector. There's, right. it, it's on, on, your, on that roof, like, I don't know if there's anything extra that a fancy house like that would have. But on a standard construction, it's, um, it's the plywood. Uh, sitting on top of the rafters, and then um, on Some top of that, of there's paper, a piece of tar paper. Right. Um, and then there's shingles nailed to it, and they have tar like between them, so that when they get hot on the roof, they all kind of melt together. But the idea of like slapping on big slathers of tar to like patch rotten wood and, and missing shingles, and you, then just kind of nail new ones over it. You know, you put a shingle down, right, and then you. Hammer it here, and then the next shingle sort of lays on top of where that nail was, and you'd hammer it there, and then the next shingle, lay. they would just hammer like so. This, this is the nails were exposed, and then to slap some tar on top of the nail, <laughs> and it, it, basically it seemed as if there was was like a decade and a half of bad maintenance on this home, 
and uh, and it, it and not <laughs> just that like like because I don't think you get those problems just from bad maintenance because like houses don't aren't supposed to just fall apart. It was weird that the I feel like I agree with you. I think the pool leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing you should know is the pool is in the center of the home. It's not just like an addendum attached to the side. It's it's right in the middle of the house. The house is sort of built around it. I think the pool leaked at some point because there was so much flooding in that like sub basement type area, whatever you call it, crawl space. Right. I I yeah. My theory is the pool leaked and that it like rotted a whole bunch of stuff underneath it. I mean, at one point he there was so much I couldn't take it all in, and I was in kind of a state of shock. Like it. it I feel like my dog died yesterday. I was oh, really sucks. excited about the change, you know, and, and Jackie and I, they accepted our offer. This was a thing that was going to happen. We were picking out Shea lounges for the pool. We were decorating. We were, we've been cleaning this house, you know, throwing away things we didn't need. We have like lots of storage in this house. So things gather and we were, you know, just throwing it out. Even this morning we kept going. It just, it's, it's all gone. It wasn't the home. Like to say that, like I lost the home, that's not the big deal. It was like, I was a couple hundred feet away, just dragging a canoe to the lake and taking Colin out at 2 p.m. in a midday. You know, Colin and I hit the lake on a canoe. That sounds awesome, right? And he's 11 now, but like that, you know, let him turn 15. We keep that going. That's awesome. Having a pool in the middle of your house that's as easy to go swimming as it is to watch TV. That sounds great. You know, that sounds really cool, like a lifestyle improvement. The like outdoor it I don't complain about it as much, but some of the thoughts that Wings expresses, like I'm in this room all the time, it brings me sadness, etc. To a lesser extent, I get that too. You know, it lately I've been working a lot, a lot. And um Woody Craft, by the way, is doing awesome. <laughs> so those things are related, but um I I think like this home would have gotten me outside this room. Or even if it didn't, there was all this natural lighting everywhere. And it, it um I was excited about not just some new floors and bricks and mortars. I was excited about the change in my life that the house would have brought. Well, and so, it's gone. so what do you think about building the house? Do you, is that do you think like because realistically, even if you like grabbed an architect tomorrow, it's prob it would probably be like a year before you'd be like moved into your new house. If At you best, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, that's on the table. You know, hell that I showed it briefly on screen. You, of course, can't know that the floor plan to the house that we were looking at. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we might start there. That house is nicer. That house is so nice. I didn't even think I didn't even know I wanted it before things started. Now, every other home I look at looks just regular. I'm like, oh, I get it. Bedrooms upstairs, kitchen and family room downstairs. Some of the houses we look at are glorious. You, we looked at one together. Remember that one? They had like the amazing, amazing curb appeal. Yes. And yeah. And like as great as it was, it didn't change anything about life. Yeah, it's it's just your house, but three times as nice. Yes. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe <laughs> now, four. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm thinking about the selling of the about four about four times nicer. So, uh, um, it, but it's 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 still it's just my house, but four times nicer. It's still just a regular house, and I'm I want something that's different. Like that, we looked at that one thing that had 20 acres, dude. If I had 20 acres of land, I would have a driveway so long it would double as an ultralight runway. Bam! <laughs> right? Why not? 
Yeah, you, like, go yeah. get an ultralight. Make that happen. Couple weekends of training. I'm buzzing around the skies of Raleigh. <laughs> Fuck, why not? Right? Like, let's do a thing. Hey, you take that to Texas. I'm pretty sure you can hunt out of it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a Woody's Lab video. <laughs> so, like, you build your own. That, that would be cool if you built your own ultralight. I. I it would be. I don't know if I'd fly in it. I'll build one for you, Kyle. <laughs> I trust your building. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're I'd so like to, kind. But it, I'll, I'll let Jeremy take the the maiden voyage. Of course, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a literal test dummy. <laughs> a literal test dummy. That's yeah, he, he's literally a test dummy. But now we're on the home thing. We're back at square one. You know, it, like it, we uh, we don't have a home that we like. You know, I, I told him cancel. Yeah, the but deal. you know what you want now. So that's better than square one. I agree. I I think you know we might just be getting to the point where we need to get a lot and have the thing built, and you know we need to pick a builder perhaps. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, like like when if you're building it yourself, then maybe some of the thing some of the things that were part of that house that you you couldn't get um, or you didn't get uh, you didn't want so much. Like maybe I don't know how much that Turkish tile actually costs or whatever, but right. like. What if it's crazy expensive? And you're like, I would rather have some Georgian tile. Yeah. Give me some of that. Um, Can you just put a lot of lacquer on some hardwood and keep it waterproof? I don't know. Like, you're right. Uh, having tile imported from Turkey is not a top priority for me. I could yeah. give a coot. Um, and maybe, you know, the two front rooms. Kind of, I don't know. I had no value for really the foyer and the dining room. No, the foyer I like, but the dining room and the living room, like, I didn't know what to do with them. I like the idea of turning one into like a movie theater, and I like the idea of um, like like with a projector and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the idea of having like some sort of activity room because I feel like the living room. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, you guys can see them now. Living room. <laughs> I feel like the living room is an outdated concept now because the the whole concept of it originally was that a house can only afford one TV set, and the TV set is the center of all enta- entertainment in your household, and so the entire family needs somewhere to sit and gather around. Uh, the TV set, a little tiny square box, so it doesn't have none of those parameters count anymore. Is what I'm getting at. Like none of that's true anymore. So like maybe your activity room is like I was saying. Maybe it's a hardwood walled room, or maybe it's bare concrete. Like and you make an oval, and it's a fucking rock wall. Like you you can rock climb up there or something like that. That'd be cool. And if I was to start from scratch, I I really do like the idea of having a pool. Maybe it needs a rock wall. Have you seen those yeah. pools with the rock walls that arch back, and if you fall, you land in the water? That would be great. I think that sounds awesome. I, I, maybe we can turn this loss into a win. You know, it just. I think you, I think you definitely can because I, th- I think that that the thing about that house, it, it seemed like he. I don't know. It seemed like there were a lot of things that were really expensive that he did that made it like really cool. Like, like even that he had the wiring out there. For that water fountain system that would mm-hmm. like shoot the water and follow your car as you but, drove up the it, path. Yeah, did you guys catch that? By the way, he had it mm-hmm. set up like he was planning on installing water fountains next to the driveway that went off as you drove through the driveway. But I'm like, why didn't you add music? He's like, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> the front gate, you know, like iron gates were you know all like electric and ready to go. Um, that uh, all the walls were two by six construction, which is nice because you fit extra insulation in there. There's insulation on the interior walls for soundproofing. There were a lot of really nice things, some of which I'd still want, some of which I might opt not to pay for. Yeah, exactly. 
So I, I feel like for the same amount of money, roughly, you could probably get an even more perfect, like, Woody's Gamertag tailored house. Yeah. Um, everything you want from that. The location is the real key. That's, uh, you know. yeah. And, and the location in some ways was amazing in that it was on a great big lake with a peninsula and hey, stuff. Hey, you could do what fucking uh, Tom did. You know what Tom did with his house, right? Syndicate? No. <laughs> He bought a really nice house uh, on this little piece of property uh, in England. I don't know, somewhere near London, maybe uh -huh. in London. Then he tore it down and he built the house he wanted on top of it. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> syndicate money must be elite money right there. That that, that guy, is elite money. I, 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 he could make a tweet about a T-shirt and earn twenty-five grand just by tweeting. It it's next level income. Yeah, he's but yeah, great. finding the right. But Funny nice right guy. lot. But I don't think the lake thing was a big thing that you wanted before you had the whole vision of, you know, the canoeing and such. I think you can accomplish that, that lake thing, because you, you never said bass boat or fishing boat or any or like jet skis. You could accomplish that with a big pond. Like I've seen like like my the, the pond that we have is fairly small. Like, I don't know, maybe it's an acre. Mm -hmm. But like I've seen ponds that were ten or fifteen or twenty acres, really big and really deep that people made for themselves. That's about what you'd need, right? Like I think at ten acres or so you've got a pond with activities potential. If um if you're at a one acre pond, then you mostly have a pond for looking at. Maybe if you're really into fish. Like that's a thing too. Yeah. But it works like, fish. Yeah. You're not taking a canoe on a one acre pond, I think. You'd just be turning around all the time. Mm-hmm. So Build your own lake, Lake Gamer Tag. Dude, that's total. That's a great name. <laughs> the Gamer Tag Lake, Lake Gamer Tag. I think I like it's Lake Gamer really Tag. Really not better. that hard to do to build a lake. It's just not. You could build a lake if you wanted a lake. I bet you could build a lake for like fifteen thousand dollars. Hmm. I don't know. So now we're we're back at square one. We have it, the the big kind of properties you're talking about involve long drives for Jackie, the short ones. You know, the, I don't know what we'll to figure out where we are in this thing. You would ha you 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 might have to consider changing where she has to drive to. That means changing Colin's therapist. I which know is an option. But what if we kidnapped this therapist and took took them with us? What would it be cheaper to get like I don't know. A therapist, a living therapist. What if we just built a room for her? Maybe that's what that room is. This therapist attractive? I don't know. She's, I mean, she's a, uh, she's pretty, but she's forty-eight or something. Oh, maybe could you get a hotter, a hotter uh, therapist? Maybe. <laughs> Why do I need a hot therapist? I mean, go like Schwarzenegger on this scenario. It would be nice if you had a hot <laughs> therapist living there when I came to visit. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, I see. I, I see. <laughs> I I could use some free therapy. <laughs> this is a speech therapist, no, that, by um, the way, which is not what you course. need. Of course. The um, but no, that that's the thing. You've got to find an area near there. But are you kind of sold on having like the water in the lake? I know you want that, and I know you want. Um, I guess it's important that your neighbors aren't. Uh, you know, that's like like, run, like moonshiners or something. <laughs> and and I you know like. Who your neighbors are is incredibly important when you live on one acre. When you live on 25 acres, do you still care who your neighbors are quite as much? I'm not sure. You know, a little, I guess. I, um, 
Yeah, and, but Chiz put it really well. He's like, you know, if you're buying your dream house, then you shouldn't have to rush outside to shush the dogs when they bark or shush well, the dogs. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true about the dogs. I, I and the, I've never cared about the neighbors. I like having like weird neighbors. Like, like there's, I like having weird neighbors because those are the kind of people who don't call the police when there's you know random explosions at, at noon every day and like you mm-hmm. know machine gun fire and stuff. You know, it's not that we're doing anything illegal, but it's like if you have to explain to the police every single time you want to shoot an AK-47, it gets annoying. I agree. I agree. And my and my neighbors are of that sort. They hear machine gun fire and they're like, "Ah, oh, Kyle's having a little fun." <laughs> sure yeah. is. Brace yourself, Mama. The explosion's coming. What? What's on the other side of what you shoot at? Like, so we mostly we, shoot in one yeah. direction, but I, I think you can shoot in either. Okay. Yeah, there's a few more places on that property that that can be shot at, but from where we're shooting, um. It's sort of a, a few rolling hills covered mm-hmm. with uh, pine trees, um, and they go back for a while in the in the at the angle that we're shooting. If you if you made the angle sharper, more toward the left, up toward where the road is, mm-hmm. then it would end up um, in a cornfield, um, or whatever they're growing back there now. Um, it's, it's just a un- big unpopulated area back there, full of but big you trees. But wouldn't want to shoot. Hills. Bullets travel a long way in cornfields, right? But they're not making it to the cornfield. They got to mm-hmm. go through like a half a mile of trees. You know, it's an, an impenetrable wall of trees. They're just they're not going. They're hitting the trees and hills. Yeah, hills especially. They stop bullets. When um, if I've shot silenced uh, guns through those woods before, and that way you can actually hear the bullet impact. Like mm. so, you'll hear, and then you'll actually hear the forty-five round or whatever you're shooting like hit a tree and. You hear it in there after a second or two, like knock against a tree or a limb or whatever it hits. Yeah. It's pretty safe shooting in there. There's some other directions that aren't so safe, I don't think, but because of ricochets. But that it's one's weird. Good. The safest direction is almost shooting towards the house, except for the whole house thing. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's on that big bank, and you're like, yeah, you, you definitely see where it's hitting dirt. Because the, the house in this situation, some people who don't know, is on top of a hill, like a big hill. I want to say it's like... I hope I'm not giving too much away, but it's like a hundred vertical feet in the air. So, but you know, you're like, are you going to miss it by a hundred vertical feet? No, that's like one in a thousand. Not good enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. not good enough. It's one time, you know, that you consider that house down range <laughs> shoot high. It's not good. Bullets, bullets do stuff. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable shooting that direction at all. Right. That's yeah. another thing, right? Maybe you're shooting at a, a rock or like a thing happens a ricochet that you didn't plan on and mm-hmm. things get weird uh, but yeah so i'm I, I didn't do mail monday yesterday i brought that series back i don't know do it three weeks in a row maybe something like that yeah i figured you weren't going to do it when you said you didn't get the house i was just like you know what i'm taking a sad day, you know? a sad day. yeah someday when someone i put needs... my dog down i'm taking another Some... one someone needs to do a mail monday for you where you can write in and be like i lost the dream house yeah. What should I do? I could use one. I could use a little <laughs> advice. I, I like I said, I, I, I it, it, it is it, it's a supreme first world problem, but I think it's one that you can fix pretty easily. It's just gonna take some doing. It's just gonna take some time and money, I think. I think that'll fix it. Yeah. Well I think you're right. maybe in the end it can be even better, a little more customized, a little more perfect than and, what I wanted. And I think cheaper, probably too. I worry about that. I, I felt like that was 
that house was underpriced by hundreds of thousands. Not I when you I feel like it's cheaper to build than you than you might think. I hope so. That sounds great. I, I and I don't know what it takes to build a a unique house like this. You know, like if I were to build if I were to ask a builder to build a house that was a variation of one he's done 10,000 of, that might be a lower price than like, all right, I got this thing. It's got a pool in the middle with the rock roll on the side. It's got you know whatever oval rooms made of padding so we can wrestle or whatever he's going to be like whoa this is different you know the whole thing's an octagon with the pool in the middle in a courtyard and you know see that giant oak tree that stays that's going to be in the middle of the pool we're going to jump <laughs> out of it and go and, <laughs> and you know, all of a sudden we blow their mind i'm, I'm not sure well, once you the architect would you know draw draw up the plans and then you would take that to the builder and then it probably wouldn't be anything they hadn't seen before. Some of that sounds crazy though. Well, some of yeah. it was meant to be. And there's definitely like contractors who like, yeah, we build that three bedroom ranch for seventy five. That what you want? Like <laughs> they've got like the three bedroom ranch that they've built thirty five fucking times, and it's you know it's it's a rectangle and it's window here, window there, and they can they can throw it up, but that's not what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I have to come back to Jackie with the shoosh the dog line. Because yeah, we a have one. a couple hard stops, right? Like like she says a thing or I say like, like, you know what? One thing that would be absolutely completely unacceptable is, you know, for Jackie, like an hour drive to speech therapy. It's like, all right. Noted. You know, that's a thing that we can't live with. One thing for me that would be absolutely unacceptable is if I have to run the freak outside and be like get back in here dogs get back in here dogs you're disturbing all the neighbors no yeah i have that here why would i pay for that that's the i and that last house was going to work well for that because i i feel like you could have fenced in that area back there in the woods and that would have been great yeah. and it wouldn't matter if they took like a a a, a farm animal grade shit no one would buy <laughs> yeah, which is what they do that's yeah. awful yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you want those enormous fucking dogs. <laughs> I, I the truth is like it, when they drop, I kind of want a bigger one but less of them. Like like how about just one mastiff or something <laughs> like that? You know? <laughs> like that's the other thing. That's one good thing about those dogs maybe depending on how I much know where of you're a jerk you are. Those dogs have an expiration date that's pretty near in the future. They live like 5 to 8 years or something. Yeah, like, 8 is the number I have in my head. And um, they're like four or five in now. So, like... It's the golden years. It is, um, you know? It's you not going to be too long. And, and and then, by the way, like, something like hip dysplasia can take them early. You know, yeah. big dogs like that have colic, those issues. I guess they won't get colic because he had that thing done. But, like, yeah, you know, some dogs live 10, 20 years, stuff like that. Like, that's a real-life commitment. You see it on Reddit all the time. Pictures of, like, the kid with their puppy and, like the grown ass man with his family and the, and the same dog, like yep. dogs live a long time, but not those dogs. Not mine. No, not his. So maybe next time I, I, I've always thought it'd be cool to have the world, like the biggest fucking dog possible too. Yeah. So Jack, who's, you know, he's still spry. He just jumped our four foot fence, you know, last week, which is now we're, we're leash walking the dogs outside in our fenced in yard. Cause fuck. And, uh, but the neighbor was walking his dog annoyingly next to our fence. Jesus, fuck, I, my neighbors. So, um, 
and, and Jack jumps over the dog and starts like in going into attack mode. He's got a stick out there trying to defend himself. He calls the police. <laughs> it's a whole problem. So, uh, uh, but I'll say this about Jack: he's got like a full like beard of gray hair now. Like his chin <laughs> is like these whatever those big dog lip things are called. They're all gray haired now. Jowls. Okay. Yeah. You know they they flop down over your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So Jowls. that. Yeah, he's he's got like a gray muzzle now, and he's only five, so he's you know or four or something yeah, like that's, that. Yeah, um, that's the thing about he's those. A great I, Dane. I, I feel like Dak is gonna live for years and years to come, just just being a real son of a bitch. He's actually at the kennel right now, which which I like these times. Kitty actually went to Florida to do uh, paintball World Cup. Um, her a couple of her paintball buddies came down um, from Canada and maybe Cali. I don't know where the other guys are from, but anyway. They all drove down to Florida this morning, so I'm kind of home alone. So we're I, gonna have some fun this week with PKA, maybe. When Jackie leaves, she visits her family a couple times a year. Sometimes we just kennel the dogs because it's a lot to take care of. That's where got, the dogs are. Yeah. I've got work already, so yeah. Just you know, what? I'm gonna hire a guy to take care of the dogs the next six days, and uh, and I'll just take care of myself. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I shouldn't have a pet. And I, and I've made it clear to her that like these aren't my pets. These these are your pets now. Like these are yours. Like like mm-hmm. if, if you want to take care of them, you can take care of them. I'll I'll take them to shelters if not. Like we could get them to somebody. Like I know Richard Ryan has said that he'll take Dak. Like he said it a couple times. So like mm-hmm. if we ever didn't want to take care of him anymore, Richard will take him to Tennessee and he'll kill stuff up there. But mm-hmm. like I'm not taking responsibility at all. So if Kitty leaves, they go to the kennel. That's I can't even feed the cat. Like I, uh, that cat's the I don't know anything about that cat. I don't know where the food is kept. I, don't, <laughs> I, I really don't. It's, like, I have no idea. I see I her feeding them. The on. animals get like different measurements of food and different kinds. Like some, there's some wet dog food and there's some wet cat food. There's also dry of both, and I never know which one has like given a, a, an animal mysterious diarrhea. So I don't even touch that stuff. <laughs> like I want no part of feeding the animals, and if, and if she's not here to do it, then. That's, it reminds me of my wedding, man. I was so purposefully and brilliantly incompetent at everything having to do with wedding planning that in no time people were trained to even stop asking me shit. Even <laughs> back when I was getting married, like I had things to do. I was going to school at the same time I was working, at the same time I had my own business, right? So I was a busy guy. Wedding planning was just not on my radar. Just... You know, honey, if you could get a suit in my size and give me the the location and time, that's all. You handle everything, everything, and they were fine with it. Like it, the big problem is like the groom's family wanting to like butt in and do all this wedding planning, and I want this and I want that, and they debate and they yell. I'm like, honey, you get what you want, and what I want is to not pick it. So <laughs> that was a great plan. I did. I, I had zero to do with how my wedding turned out. Great. I had a really, really great reception, and the uh, the wedding itself, I could give a crap about. It was in a church. I guess it was like every other one, but the reception was fantastic. They did a good job, and it had nothing to do with me. All I did was party on the on go day. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the seventh heaven child molesting guy? I do. Yes. Yeah. So what's his <laughs> so- name? Yeah, I was, I was about to say, let me get his name right here. I'm going to Google it so I can get his picture. Okay, so his name is Stephen Collins. That's with a PH uh, and the Stephen, double L and Collins. So Stephen Collins, the uh, who played the father uh, in the Seventh Heaven TV show, 
Um, you know, like really straight laced. He's a pastor and a dad of like six or eight children. I don't know, maybe more. Um, apparently, he's been going through this long um, divorce, and uh, his his wife, ex-wife, whichever it is at this time, has come forward with these audio tapes of their therapy sessions where he admits to molesting young girls like throughout a long period of time. And apparently in California, it's legal to record someone if it's um, if they've committed a crime like murder or, or some other violent crime. And I guess they're considering child molestation to be uh, within that realm as well. So they're allowing this. TMZ.com uh, so, has the story. All right. So we talked about this briefly before the show. And at that time, I thought you said the wife recorded it. Now the wife did record it at the, the, at the therapy sessions. Oh, oh, oh. So they were she having like a marriage counselor type sessions where they were working through his pedophile issues. Yes. Wow. There's at least three victims. Um, inappropriate sexual contact with minors is the nature of the investigation. Um, one alleged victim, the investigation is the relative, Kyle, uh, is a relative of his first wife. Um, he molested, uh, they were first told um, about the molestation in 2012. Um, although decades have passed since the molestation, they believe the cases can still be prosecuted because the statute of limitations uh, runs from the date of reporting. Ooh, I didn't nice. know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, man. From the date of reporting, you never really get out of it in that case because they just... Right? Uh and now people are wondering, um, you know, if anything happened on the TV show because he frequently interacts with young actresses. In addition to Seventh Heaven, he was also on ABC Family Shows, The Fosters, about a bunch of young kids being raised in a foster family. And he had a role in recent show Revolution, which also had underage actors. So it's like oh, a thing. That's like, were all the so victims girls, I wonder? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I'm just reading this stuff. You hear Collins confess to molesting an 11-year-old girl, a relative of his first wife, saying, there was one moment when I was touching her hand, and I put her hand on my penis. He also acknowledges exposing himself to this girl a couple of times when she was 11, 12, and 13. When you exposed yourself, did you have an erection? No. I mean, no. I mean, partial, maybe, I think. <laughs> like, how is he supposed to remember a 10-year-old erection? He doesn't know. I guess... Sometimes, maybe, more or less, you know, depending on the time of the day. And... and then they talk about yet another girl. It's incredible. He has trouble keeping the girl straight. And then he gets it clear and confirms the incident. We're told this girl is also from New York and was between 12 and 13 at the time. He... <sighs> this guy's a real pedo. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's a real shame, huh? He played like the perfect superhuman guy you'd perfect want your daughter to marry. Guy. He always does. He was on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia not too long ago, like last year maybe. Hmm. And that's the character he played there. He played um, D's uh, father, I think. And he was perfect. Yeah. He, he's like the biological father of the two main characters, like the brother and sister. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And he's like disgusted with like Danny DeVito's way of life and everything. But yeah, he's always the straight-laced like guy like, like he's more he's like i thought he was like the real life version of De um bob saget in full house you know because bob right. saget's like a dirty comedian who got who's, who's sold out in a way but I don't, I don't you know it's comedy who gives a fuck you know um we bought in he bought in sure whatever yeah. actually no he, he sold out like he was a real dirty comic 
and he took all that money for America's Funniest Song Videos, being doing all those silly jokes that even he cringed at, and Full House too. So in a way, he sold out, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't judge him for it, and I'd do it too. Everyone sells out when they work. I'm telling. I, I was a computer so. programmer for the longest time. I didn't enjoy every project I was on. What am I, a sellout or someone who works for money? Well, the difference is his talent is creative and yours is professional. So in, in his thing, like, part of his art is that, that he's a dirty comic. Like, he's the guy who talks about, like, you know, just really gross, vulgar things. If you've ever heard his aristocrats joke, it's really, really dirty. I'm sure. And, uh, and all of his comedy is really dirty like that. And, you know, Full House is the opposite. It's the complete antithesis of his, his real true nature as a comedian and as a comic. I, but regardless, I, that's what I thought this guy was. But he's a real pedo, turns out. Yeah, he's, yeah, I, he's a pedo who refuses to get help. I, I keep wondering. Of course, I think well, everybody it sounds is. Sounds like he was getting help. He was seeing the therapist, admitting all this. It, it sounds like he hasn't done it in in like ten or fifteen years or something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm reading one of the related headlines. The wife says he's a pedophile who refuses to get help, and that's that's where that came from. Well, she does hate him. Yeah, they're in the middle of a divorce trial, which makes like a lot of men are accused yeah. of being a pedo in the middle of a divorce trial, but not a lot of men have taped confessionals about sticking little girls' hands on their penises with partial erections. Yeah, that's pretty bad stuff. I don't know what the punishment should, for that should be, though, because that doesn't sound like the, the really bad kind of child molestation, frankly. Um, you know, you hear like awful stories about you know rape and incest and all kinds of awful things that happen, but like sounds like he just kind of like put her hand on his dick and that was it which is wrong and he should be punished but two different things you're right about that and you know it, it's almost like if he just did that I, i'm trying to describe it i'm trying to come up with the right punishment one thing i think for sure the sexual registry should follow him around right yeah i like that idea definitely so right? he's a pedophile right like, and, and he, yeah. his neighbors need to know and all that stuff but let's pretend that that's the that the bulk of his crime is we'll assume they're going to find like pictures on his computer a girl or two touched his partial erection and uh and he had lots of like you know plans he never followed right like this is a this is a guy with pedophile urges who never mm -hmm. like actually had sex or raped or whatever it's a different crime and it deserves a different punishment yeah, it's not an exact match with, um, you know, with. Yeah, with I, I know. Who, like, I know. Legally, like a lot of times, they kind of rope everything in mm -hmm. under like one like legal term, like molestation or rape. But it's 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 not that black and white. The extreme thing. example in my head is like, let's say you've got two fourteen-year-olds, a boy and a girl, and the and the girl gives a boy consensually a blowjob because they're dating. You know, that's statutory rape. You know, like she's too young to consent in some places. But if they're within this, if, if he's within like three or four years of her, isn't it still legal and all, and all good? In, in I think some states, it's four like... years, but they have to be old enough to consent. Like, so, so no, like, I'll make an extreme, I'll exaggerate to make a point. If they're both eight, that's rape, mm -hmm. period. You know, that's the deal. Now, you mm -hmm. might argue she raped him if there's a blowjob, but that's usually not how it goes down. Um, but, uh, uh, I think in Jersey at 14, you can consent and the four year thing comes into play. But if you're 13, it doesn't matter, right? It's rape, period. There's no ability to consent when you're that young, hmm. even if you're both that young. In a situation like that, 
It just... I, mean, I think your parents can sign a note. I'm I think at sure. 14, your parents can give consent. That's cr- yeah, that'll be hard to get. <laughs> I got I got a note from home. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine that like, would be you the know. industrious kid, the one who got went and got that, got it notarized and everything. I picture like parents are getting divorced and you're using mom against dad and stuff. Like, I don't know where I'm gonna live. Anyone willing to sign this note to get my way? <laughs> <laughs> who wants to so- sign my blowjob note? Come on. <laughs> So, uh, um, in a situation like that, I feel like there should be no punishment or zero punishment or like suspended sentence. If you don't know what that is, it's where they give you two years, but you know, if you don't do anything for the next two years, you never serve it. If you do, then they just, you automatically start serving that and whatever you did on top of it. Yeah. You're basically on thin ice. It's like, yeah, Yeah. that's the whole idea. I, I think I can say that again better. If I, if I have a two year suspended sentence, then I have a sentence just sort of hanging over my head. And if I'm good for a couple of years, it goes away. Let's say that I, I don't know, deal drugs or something. Now that two-year sentence, I have to serve that and my drug dealing crime. You know, they just, all right, that thing we were going to let you slide on, now it's yours. So they've predetermined what your punishment will be if you fuck up again. Yeah. So um, in, the, in the case of like the kids, maybe you do a suspended sentence, I don't know, or nothing. For I don't this know. guy, I'm, I don't know how to punish him. Registry for sure. Uh, does he go to jail where he gets raped by the other inmates and stuff like that? I don't know. Maybe some sort of court-ordered, like, maybe there's a program for people like him where he's, like, locked in a facility. Maybe they send him to a mental health facility. You know what would have a big impact for... on me? Um, yeah. the, uh, the testimony of the victims. If the that victims would, are like, yeah. you know what, like... He was always really nice to me, except for that. I, like, I, I don't want to see his life. Like, what if they're like, I don't know. I think I saw his dick a couple times when he came out of the shower. It was kind of foggy. Like, if that's all there is to it, like, right? Where he just like made sure that he like walked naked from the shower to his bedroom and was like, ah, look at my dick. Ah. And then you're like, like that was how, the extent of his pedophilia. Besides putting that girl's hand on his dick that time, that 11 year old girl. Um, yeah. I guess we need more information, but right now it doesn't sound like he's a, a scum. He's not the worst of the worst by any means. He's bad. He's bad. But I, I just don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah. You know. Well, somebody else will figure it out. We'll get to watch from the sidelines. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. This is why they should do American Idol style uh, justice for celebrity criminals. Go on. Well, you know, you you call in, you pick a punishment. You vote like American Idol. You get you get three judges. Howard Stern would have to be one of the judges. Um, Naturally, I think maybe you get like like Charles Manson to be one of the judges too. Um, you know, just somebody who's just gonna babble. No, 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 forget that. I, I really just wanted somebody who would babble, so I'm gonna pick Ozzy Osbourne instead. Um, and uh, and maybe somebody who's like Judge Judy, someone with an actual or um, someone with an actual law degree, maybe Lefty. No, no, he doesn't know anything about the law. Someone, <laughs> someone who knows something about the law to like put over there, and then they would sort of give. They would be. They would stand on the stage and they would, you know, accuse them. Maybe some witness testimony. Like these would be real clear-cut cases where like they wouldn't be judging guilt. They'd be. They'd be. They'd be giving punishments. It would be that sort of a show. They've already been found guilty. They're just turned over from the criminal justice system to to us for punishment. And then you know you. The judges would give their opinions, you know, barbecue him or electric chair or three lashes, and then we'd all call in and vote. I don't know if you want to talk about this. 
<laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. Between Wings and Lefty, which breakup do you think was tougher? Like, which one were you more sore about four weeks later? Um, I was, I'm not sore about either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I, I've never considered having Lefty back on for a guest thing because I, I, I so, so here's the thing about Lefty. Like, I, I think I'm sure Lefty's a nice guy and all. Um, I'd probably want to have a beer with him. Maybe not. Well, you know Lefty. We, like, we just no we, guessing. We just, I don't know Lefty. I don't know him. <laughs> a little. Like, two, we did the show with him for two years, and like nobody ever really introduced me to him, and like we never really had any meaningful conversation. I never got an introduction like, either. Yeah, I, it was. It's weird that way. Like we we, we only realized Lefty's that later. Lefty's like, really really private. Like I swear. Like I wanted to give him money so people don't know. Um. After he left, the way that we worked with the ad money was that um, whenever we collected it, like whenever we actually got paid, it, instantly all the hosts would get paid too. We didn't pay the hosts like with my personal money on the promise that I would somehow get reimbursed from shifty lenders or whatever. Dollar Shave Club took forever. It was months before we got paid. So Lefty was like long gone from the show. And I'm like, Lefty, I have money to send you. You know, like the show owes you money. I need to get you paid. You know, what, what, where do I send the check? And he was like really like fishy. Like I, he totally didn't want to tell me where he lived. Like I was going to, I don't know. He's just super, super private that way. You can work with Lefty for years. And if he had the option, you wouldn't know his last name. You know? I don't know Lefty's name. Uh, is it? I would, don't say it. Don't, I'm not never, going to. Gonna, I know his yeah, name. Like, I wrote I, him a check. <laughs> but uh, I literally don't know Lefty's name because he never told us what his name was. Like, like he just didn't. And they, I thought it was that thing that's on a screen thing for a long time. Uh, it's not, you know. Yeah, uh, that was a. Lot a of, Merck, uh, Merck doesn't know his name either. Um, yeah, that is it. Ben Rugario or something? Is that what the screen thing said? It yeah, turns out that's a says. a gangster from the twenties that that went by the nickname Lefty. So there was kind of a yeah. play there, but it's not related yeah. to his real name at all. No, I just I just don't know Lefty that well. I, I, I so no, I wasn't. I didn't really miss him because I didn't really know him. Um, known Wings for a long time. Um, I don't know how I feel about Wings being gone. Um, it, Wings is a toxic guy, you know. It's you, you, it, there's good and there, there's some good. There's a lot of bad. So you can't completely um, say you're glad he's gone because you there, there's the good parts that you don't have around anymore. But you don't miss those bad parts. I don't miss those. It's true. Like Wings did a lot of stuff to me in particular. You know, he would back my biggest, most public haters all the time, whether it be giving him money or search engine optimization advice. He was just like real sort of disloyal in that way. And I was never like that to him. Um, and then, you know, he was, his work ethic had big issues, right? He was always wanting to miss the show or reschedule the show last minute. He didn't consider important. He wouldn't pay attention during the show. Like there were lots, lots of downsides, but you know, there is that plus there too. He sometimes has magic in regards to the silly things he says. And right after he left the show, he was like, I didn't mean to be an asshole. No one wakes up and says, I want to be an asshole today. No one says like, you know, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to screw over my friends. He's like, I just do it sometimes. Like, I don't really think it through. And, you know, he's a, a sort of uncommon combination of a guy who never thinks before he talks and never apologizes for what he says or does. <laughs> and when you take that and add it together, it's really hard to be his friend. I know there's a lot of people right now who'd like to see him back on the show, but like Kyle and I make a decision of who we want in our lives. And, and like, you know, while you might want him on the show, would you want a it's guy nice like that to in your have life? 
I like keeping him at arm's length. Like I like uh, message, messaging him occasionally mm-hmm. on Skype and finding out what's going on and making sure he's you know still still alive and all. And <laughs> that's about it. I like I love watching his videos that he ha- that he hasn't made in a while. I wish he'd get back to it. Um, because I'm you know I'm, I'm left without any idea of what's going on in his little world over there. Yeah, and it is fascinating. I, I say that all. I think some people think I'm ridiculing him when I say when I talk about how fascinating I think his life is, but I truly, truly do. I feel like he's better than a lot of the shit that's on TV, like the Honey Boo Boo thing. I'd, yeah. I, I would literally rather make myself vomit than watch an hour of Honey Boo Boo. I really would. I, given the choice, I'd, I'd, I'd go throw up. Um, with, with Lefty, you know, back to the like, which ones it was. But Wings big. is better than Honey Boo Boo. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> his life is better than that. Much, much funnier. It bothered me that, like, even now, Lefty maintains that, like, we were trying to not follow through on the deal or something like that. And um, I, I I suspect he believes that with his heart. There never was a deal where he got, at the same time, a salary, a percentage of earnings, no percentage of expenses, etc. Like, the, the deal that he imagined that we put together was really just, like, the best parts of every offer we ever made. And, yeah, we, we were trying to pay him... Virtually the same amount of money, but in in several different combinations of ways. It's like, well, maybe a little from this pile and a lot from that pile, or maybe equal amounts of these piles, or maybe none of this pile, and you get all of this pile and a little bit of this pile over here. We didn't mention before, and like he sort of combined all of those into one magical deal that that was just silly. Yeah, that that made it so that the show lost money, and you know, it was it was. It crazy. was only until like two weeks ago when like we finally um, got paid that I was. That I think we surpassed him as the highest paid PK. Yeah, <laughs> right. He Only had maintained like three the record ago. like through mid September as the highest paid uh, PKA person. Yeah, and and basically I gave him everything he asked for, which was like like Kyle was saying and I was saying the best parts of every deal on the table, so that he would never feel robbed. And the Dollar Shave Club money, like it, it turned out, we weren't sure we were getting paid for every episode. He got paid more than than he knew that he was er- that he had earned. But I don't rob people, period. You know, that's it's not the point. So, um, you know, I, I was like, hey, surprise. You know, it's triple what you thought it was going to be. And I paid him everything he earned. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, he doesn't have, a you know, a, a, a leg to stand on with regards to not being treated fairly. I think we do. And even now, he still sometimes, like, drags up what to me feels like his really misguided view of of all the best parts of every offer. And um, he, he, it, it was like he was purposefully being difficult to work with. He wanted mm. to say that he's he wants all the benefits of being an employee and all the benefits of being a co-owner, and he wants to combine them and remove any of the negatives from the two scenarios. And and no, you're not worth that. No, very few, no one is worth that. Like like unless we're gonna bring someone in who has multi-million um, subscriber base. And you know a, a big social media who can help like you know push things and really grow the show by another thirty percent. Why would I ever give you all of that when and you? And at won't the same even... time, like like so for example, one of the Patreon benefits was you get the audio like right away, right? So we'll record the show on like Wednesday or Thursday, and that night I want to get them the audio so they have full value. He'd be like, oh, "I'll go to sleep. I'll handle it in the morning." Like, wait, no, people paid for this. And you know now that he's not there, Chiz and I get it done. You know that night every single time. And yeah, it's like like literally right after the show ends. Like I see he, uh, Woody yeah. and Chiz like communicating back and forth, like getting that done like immediately. 
yeah. uh, as soon as it's done. Because time is of the essence, right? Like, like uh, l- let's say hypothetically we, we record the show on Friday night, which we used to do. One of their benefits was getting it early, and it goes live Saturday at noon. What, are you going to put it up two hours early? Who would pay for that? You know, yeah, exactly. you won't even be done watching the show. <laughs> it's it's exactly. crazy. So, um, you know. I like to try to add value to the things that we're charging money for, like like this show. Um, I, we, come for, I just cleaned up down here. Like, you, you w- would not have believed the mess I made between uh, the last P- PKN9 and PKA 200 with all the, like, potato gun shooting down here. Because those <laughs> potatoes, it just explode into chunks that vary from, like, a fine mist to, to like, half a potato. And, like, they rot within, like, an hour. Like, it turned black in an hour, potato does. And there, the hmm. floor was covered. It was nasty. It was gross. So I just have cleaned up. So I'm about to set up for uh, the next PKA's excitement. I'm going to try to come up with something interesting for that. Uh. But what I was getting at is I like it's I like when we add value to the things we sell. And um, there were a few other things he didn't want to pitch in for. He was like, you know, he's a self-identified employee, but if you tell him that part of his job is like recording a voicemail for someone, he's like, well, no, that's a whole different job. He's like, no, like like being a host of PKA comes with these uh, responsibilities. Like we 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 record the, uh, these voicemails, we do these Google Hangouts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so and and I, I guess as soon as it turned into some sort of business, he flipped into business mode, which for him was like really argumentative attorney, and uh, and everyone else was like, let's just you know. Do it, it felt then. like he was purposefully creating a scenario that wouldn't work. It was like he didn't want it to work. I I felt like we were bending as much as we could without breaking, and he just really didn't want to bend at all. He. he he wanted and it was all, the the funny thing was it was all semantics in my opinion because mm-hmm. the amount of money rarely all changed by more than a hundred dollars a month here or there you know just small amounts w- would would be the difference in actual money paid out the real um issues were where the money originated from and like you know we wanted them to originate from places that were predictable Sorry. and not places where like that we had no, you know, things like the Patreon, like, we have no idea how, how the Patreon uh, is going to work. We, we Still, it's it's sort of a thing where, you know, the payments come in a month in advance, and sometimes the uh, the credit cards get processed, sometimes they don't, and there's there's all kind of phantom money that'll be floating around in there. It's yeah. just not a good... People look at the number, and they're like, nine grand a month, or eight grand a month, or whatever it is, and it's like, well, keep in mind, like, a lot of those people paying a thousand bucks a month, they're not using real credit cards. Like we'll never see that. <laughs> it, uh, you know, there's, it's when you run a show like this and you have an audience like mine, a lot of people, uh, you know, there's scammers or they're just looking for attention and they're being silly and you can't take the, all those dollar amounts as legit. Yeah. And so I, I felt like that that was a, a terrible income source to negotiate percentages of mm-hmm. when, when it's not a, it, it's not a, um, it's not a real dollar amount. It's a it's a potential dollar amount. It's just silly. Uh, you don't want to. I, I just I thought I thought negotiating that was dumb. I thought the whole thing was dumb, and I, I couldn't understand why we yeah. couldn't just come to an agreement that was that was fair because I thought everything was really fair for him. He was making a yeah. lot of money. He turned down equal ownership. Hey, let's just be three owners, all equal, all the same, even, even, even. Nope. That's just a starting point from which I can do better. Well, 
Fuck. That, that's absolutely. He wanted a situation that was literally better for him at, at the very least than equal ownership of everything. Yeah. Like he he didn't want the the negatives that come along with equal ownership of everything, but he still wanted to earn like he was an equal owner of everything, and that's not fair. Yeah. And that's why it didn't work. So, um. So yeah, I guess it, it, to boil it down for for the layman's, I guess I miss wings more. I don't really, I just didn't really know Lefty that well, and when I really did start digging in and get to know him, it, it you know, we we just didn't mesh well as people, probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't really follow Lefty. That's a thing too. Uh, Wings, I think I've watched every one of his videos. Love it. Wings you know, is entertaining. I keep in touch, and you know, when I see him make a sad Facebook post, I I give a shit. You know, like I care. I want to know if he's doing okay. I heard he stood up Drew and never went and did any training with him. Mm. I'm, I'm like, well, what's making him tick on this on this thing? What are we doing here with Lefty? Like, I swear, like by the time he was four or five days out, I I don't really look anymore at all. Like, I just. I don't just, wish him poorly, but yeah, just, I'm just but I'm just not engaged either. It's one of those things. It's, it's uh, you know, you're, you're like, what do you think of me? It's like, I don't think of you. Yeah, people listening. I'm sorry. Go on. It's not he's a bad guy. It's just I don't know that guy very well at yeah. all. I bet people Any here than I know have the guys they went strangers. to school with. You know, you probably have some like old friends from elementary school where you wonder like how they turn out what are they doing today and you have others that even though you spent a bunch of time with them you're like ah yeah that guy too <laughs> yeah um next pk is pk 201 more importantly pk 11 for Mercadurka. i mean 12 mm, no 14 12. right i, I think thought he was on oh 12 because he was on 11 last time yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's the new numbering system how many Merck has been on. <laughs> but, no, uh, because Merck is not going to make it there. That's not going to be his. Oh, well, then, the, then it won't count as a PKA without Merck. Oh. We have to roll it over. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna find a, somebody interesting to come on the show, I think. Yeah, I had a really good idea, but he was unavailable for the next two weeks. So yeah, I saw we need that. another I'm good idea. Later in the month, that'd be good anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep working it out. Do you think it's been an hour? I haven't been timing. Yeah, I think so. All right. So a little more chill, sort of intimate. What's going on inside the lives and minds of Kyle and Woody PKN version? And that a tank is going to just destroy the third right. There it is. Painkiller Nearly, episode 10. <laughs>